Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hey everybody, welcome back to my Lindsay Lohan series. What can I say? It's been a long time since I released an episode. I'm not even going to go check the date because I will be so sad (laughs) because I know it's been too long. I'm sorry about that, guys, but life has been insane. I'm surprised I even have time to do anything for this podcast, but in the midst of all the craziness, I have been working on new episodes, and today we are going to talk about most likely the strangest time in Lindsay's life, at least for us observers. Gone were the days of Lindsay and the tabloids, and... Instead, Lindsay was on the beach at her very own beach house club in Mykonos. So, of course, we are going to talk about the reality show Lohan Beach Club today. I have some dark thoughts about it. (laughs) That sounded way too creepy. I didn't mean dark, like, in a weird way. (laughs) I just mean the show sucked, I'm sorry to say. But speaking of darkness... We're also going to talk about Lindsay's last movie that she did before 2022's Falling for Christmas, which was a vampire slash werewolf uh, murder mystery (laughs) entitled Among the Shadows. And oh boy, do I have some thoughts on that as well. And, you know, there were some strange behaviors as well with Lindsay during this time. So... We have to talk about those. For example, of course, of course, of course, of course, we are going to get into the incident where she was trying to help a Syrian refugee family but failed miserably. I do believe she had a good heart about the whole thing, but I don't know, guys. It's a lot. It's very, very strange. And we also have to talk about how she was kind of petty during this time. Like she kept claiming that she had this new peaceful life in Dubai and on the beach in Mykonos and she didn't care about American celebrities or tabloids or anything like that. Yet she would often go after celebrities publicly, ultimately dragging her back into the mess that she escaped and claimed to hate so much. So kind of confusing behavior from Miss Lohan, but hey, you know, we all go through weird times, and I think she was really still healing from the 25 years that she spent in the spotlight, going from child star to teen star to rehab to jail to everything in between, so I think that there was a lot of growth and evolving that had to happen, and there were missteps along the way, just like all of us have. It's just that ours usually aren't splattered across every internet gossip blog, website, and whatever. So strap in. This is a weird one. And yeah, I hope you all enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessicast, where you can get bonus episodes. You also get all my new episodes early and ad-free content. It's a riot over there. So make sure you check that out. And Yeah, let's get into Lindsay's life in 2018 and 2019. 
So Lindsay started out 2018 by getting on Instagram and talking to her fans. She said, God bless everyone in the world. I'm really grateful for everything that's happened in my life. Everyone makes mistakes, but you know, we have to live and learn and I'm really looking forward to what's next in 2018. This year is going to be an amazing year for me. We have new incredible things that we're doing with Saudi Arabia and women empowerment and I just want to thank all the supporters that have been there for me in my whole life. So by 2018, Lindsay had moved to Dubai and throughout most of this year, she never seems to stay in one place for very long. She goes from Dubai to New York to be with her family and Greece where she was building her nightclub empire. So it seemed to me like she was really going in between all three of those places and she spent some time in New York for her grandmother's 94th birthday and she made an appearance on the Wendy Williams show that day which I think was kind of bold of her because Wendy even says it on the show like we have never talked about a celebrity as much as we talk about you and it's not always nice things that Wendy has said about her so I thought it was cool that she was willing to go on the show and do an interview even when she wasn't really promoting anything the interview is very tame I mean it's basically just a life update for Lindsay she explains that you know she's in Dubai and she loves it because paparazzi are illegal which is one of the main reasons why she moved there she says that everything is great with her family and in fact, not only are her mother, Dina, and her grandmother, Anne, in the audience, but her father, Michael, is also there. And Wendy even says, I didn't know Dina and Michael could be in the same room. And Lindsay's like, well, they are, you know, everything's fine. Which I don't think anybody believed that everything was fine. But I, I think it was very nice to see both of Lindsay's parents in the same room supporting her on the Wendy Williams show. And Lindsay even went out to dinner with her whole family, including her mother and father together for the grandmother's birthday. So I think that that is great. I was reading that your dad at one point um, blamed himself for your uh, problems. I don't know. I think everybody, you know, has their own path in life. And we all go through ups and downs in life. And especially with me kind of being the public, a lot of pressure was on a lot. I couldn't really, I didn't really know how to have a private life because I was so young and mm -hmm. running around too much and surrounding myself with people that probably shouldn't have been around. Mm -hmm. They weren't there really to support me. They were there, to, there for the lifestyle. Um, and so I wouldn't blame anyone on anything I've gone through in my life. You know, my parents have, they're their own people and everyone goes through things in life and I was one of them. Wow. Look at you. It's true. All right. She had faced a lot of bad press for everything we talked about in the last episode, especially the supporting of Harvey Weinstein, which Wendy doesn't bring up at all, which is such a shame because I would think Wendy would be one of the perfect people to throw that at Lindsay and say, hey, what were you thinking? What, you know, do you still support him? What's the deal? And unfortunately, we don't get that. The funniest part of the interview to me is when Lindsay says, quote, I was never really a partier. Girl, you can't say that. <laughs> I mean, you can, but nobody's going to believe you. I Look, I love Lindsay. You guys know this, but she was a partier. That was a lot of the problem you know that was the problem of her life is that she went out too much she was always causing trouble for herself she was always drinking or doing drugs and drinking and driving I mean she was caught with these things these are facts this is not me speculating like a tabloid these are facts she was prosecuted I just don't understand why she has to keep insisting that she wasn't a partier and she never even really did anything and <laughs> you know I think it's so much better to just own it and say I was young, I was in Hollywood, I was famous, I was gorgeous, I had all the money in the world, I had no supervision, and so yeah, I partied. It's not even something to be ashamed of. 
that she was a partier. A lot of people are a partier at that age. It's just they have the benefit of they're in college, they're normal people, and they don't have it splattered all over TMZ. She also talked about how she was going to go from owning clubs to designing an island that will be called Lohan Island and is a part of the world islands off the coast of Dubai. <laughs> so that has not happened yet, but hey, the clubs have been really successful. So if she wants to continue this career of owning properties, she may want to go into the field of like owning an entire resort or something before before an island. I don't even want to think about what it takes to maintain an island. I'm kind of hoping that now she's back to acting and that's not going to happen because I just feel like that's a lot, owning your own island. And it's not in the same way that like Johnny Depp or Mick Jagger owns an island where it's like their private island. This would be a private island for guests. So that is just a whole other venture that's hard for me to imagine Lindsay actually doing. But if that's where her heart is, I guess we'll see in the next few years if she decides to go more with acting or more with uh, developing properties. In 2018, her focus definitely lied more with developing the properties as the Lohan Beach House opened on Memorial Day weekend in Mykonos, Greece. Now, this was her second property after Club Lohan in Athens had done very well. And there was a bit of a press run, not her usual huge press tour, but she was in the Emirates Woman magazine. They titled their article, The Renaissance of Lindsay Lohan, How the Hollywood Starlet Found Peace in the Middle East. They asked her about her past as a party girl and she said, what does that even mean? I get so uncomfortable with that word party. People are still stuck in the past of all the stories I had in LA and I hate it. It was all lies. It really wasn't. <laughs> I'm just calling her out because I have to be realistic. I'm not just going to be a blind stan of Lindsay listening to everything that she says and being like, okay, queen, you go girl. Like you were a partier. It wasn't all lies. We know this happened. So just own it and say, you know what? I'm a grown up now. I did party a lot when I was younger, but I have a whole new life now. So let's talk about that. That's it. You don't have to claim everyone's lying about you, girl. It, they're really not at this point. Sure, there were a lot of lies told about her back in the day, but it was on top of all of the true stuff. It wasn't instead of the true stuff. The true facts were that she was partying all the time. She was getting in trouble. She was prosecuted, as I said. So I think it's better to just own up to it instead of denying, denying, denying. But I think at this point, she was just trying so hard to move on that she was literally just trying to pretend that all that stuff didn't happen. And I think that must be one of the hardest parts about being a celebrity is that your history is known by every person that you meet. You can never really start over because you meet somebody new and they have this whole preconceived notion of you. Whereas if you're a regular person and you end up in trouble, you go to jail, you're in and out of rehab, in and out of doing community service and classes and all those things, and you just want to start over, you could move to a new city or country and nobody would even know what happened to you before. Nobody would have any idea. You could just start fresh and meet people. But with Lindsay, it's like a prison almost, this type of fame. Because no matter what, everybody is going to associate that with you. The good part is that everybody also associates her with being a great actress and being in iconic movies. So she has that going for her too. It's definitely a duality that I assume would be hard to juggle with because every new person that you're meeting, 
you don't know where their mind is going. You don't know if their mind is going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm meeting the amazing Lindsay Lohan who starred in The Parent Trap, my favorite childhood movie that I watched over and over. Or if their mind is like, oh my god, this girl is such a mess. It's Lindsay. She's probably drunk. Like she doesn't know what people are thinking. So I totally understand her just wanting to be like, oh, no, 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 matters. That doesn't matter. I, I wasn't even a partier. It was all lies. It was just tabloids. But look at me now. I own a nightclub. And she, she did. And she was doing really well. And she did deserve credit for that. She said regarding her nightclub, what's the one thing that people have most misconstrued about me? It was probably about me always going to clubs, and so I was just like, well, I'll make my own. And now I never go to clubs. Well, like I said, girl, I don't think that was misconstrued. I think you were going out to clubs all the time, and the main reason why I think that is because of the photographic evidence of you going to clubs all the time. But, you know, I digress. Maybe I was hallucinating. However, I do think it's really cool and kind of funny how she's like, well, what have I gotten the most shit for in my life? Going to clubs. Okay, so I'm going to just create my own. I think it's almost as if she's taking control back from the people that gave her such a hard time for her partying and clubbing. It's as if she's saying, okay, I'm known for doing this. And so I'm really going to do it. And I'm going to make a fortune off of it. And she has. On her move, she said, I love living in New York, but I do love the serenity and peace that I find living in the Middle East because there's no cameras in Dubai and I can actually focus on what I want to do in life. I don't always have to be scrutinized every second. I can have a private life and have a public life, but when I choose to, and I think that's really important, I moved here for that purpose. I don't have to be publicly seen all the time or discuss what I'm doing. I get more work done because I don't have the scrutiny and fixation on what I'm doing every second. I work all the time. My mind never stops. So the New York Times actually did another feature on her. Shout out to the New York Times. Still hanging in there with Lindsay. So they titled this article, You Can't Hurt Lindsay Lohan Now. Once America's favorite troubled teen treated with scorn and sexism, our greatest export reveals she's in a better place now. It's called Lohan Beach House. So they flew to Greece to check out the club and interview Lindsay. The author of this article is Gabrielle Bluestone, and she wrote, The other day at the newly opened Lohan Beach House, families played on the beach alongside topless women alongside the religiously covered up, while a shirtless and ripped Romanian man with several teardrops tattooed on his face and the image of a person doing cocaine inked on his abs danced near the bar. None of these people who had paid dozens of euros to recline on a thick Lohan branded towel harassed or even seemed to notice Lindsay Lohan herself in a red swimsuit and her trusty red baseball hat with the word Russia who had just taken a seat directly oceanside. She wore that hat a lot. I actually posted a picture of her wearing that when I posted the previous episode and girl we will talk about Lindsay and Russia just give this episode some time we are going to get there she continues parked along a healthy stretch of the Calo Lavadi beach the beach club which includes a restaurant a bar and a football field's worth of sand is a serene sprawl of wood decks lush canopies and overstuffed chase lounges on the lazy winding ride there all of the cabs in Mykonos seem to cost 35 euros and arrive no sooner than 30 minutes after they're called the driver described the club as a genuine island success. Among his passengers, he said, the destination is approaching the popularity of even the vaunted Namos Beach Club, despite having only opened a few weeks ago with a marketing campaign apparently limited to a recycled clip from a 2011 film the artist Richard Phillips made of Ms. Lohan swimming in a pool. I think it's really interesting how well Lindsay's clubs have done overseas. 
And I think one of the main reasons is what I said in the last episode, which is that people in Europe just don't care as much about the troubled Lindsay Lohan and they are more interested in the glamorous Hollywood movie star Lindsay Lohan. But at the same time, she's saying that those people didn't even notice her. So it's not like they're going because they're like, ooh, maybe we'll see Lindsay. It's not like they were going up to her for autographs or clamoring for a picture or anything like that. So maybe it's just as simple as the clubs are great clubs. It's just nice at this point to see that Lindsay is delivering on some level in her career. Yes, we want to see her acting, but she's actually really successful in this new phase of her life. It's just because it's not movie star Lindsay, I think Americans still don't think of her as being cleaned up and successful. This article states that Lindsay's assistant had confused this interview with another interview, and that interview had already been canceled because Lindsay had a cold. Lindsay's always sick or hospitalized or something, especially when she is supposed to show up on time for something. But... Oh my god, I'm like roasting her this episode. I am dragging her, aren't I? (laughs) Well, for those of you people who say that I'm too easy on her, you'll love this episode. She said Lindsay eventually did agree to speak to her for this interview, finally. You know, after this woman had flown to Greece to do so. Lindsay said, There's a business side to my life now, but I'm not in America, so no one knows about it, which is nice for me, because I get to actually focus on the result of things. Gabrielle writes, If there's one thing Ms. Lohan wants the public to know about her personal life, it's that there's almost nothing that she wants them to know. She hoped, she said, that people realize, quote, I'm a normal, nice person, a good person. I don't have any bad intentions, and my past has to stay in the past. Like, people just have to let go of it and stop bringing it up because it's gone, she said. It's dead. And that's the most important thing to me. Despite decades of the breathless tabloid coverage of her life, she said the public has never known the real her at all. Recently, that has been by design. I think success is the best revenge, she said, and silence as a presence. When I chose to change my future, my life, I was like, where's the one place I can find silence? The article continues, That place turned out to be Dubai, where unmarried women can still be arrested or deported for the crime of becoming pregnant. It's also a place where intruding on privacy via photography can often be illegal, and Ms. Lohan feels protected enough there to leave the doors of her penthouse apartment unlocked. I would never do that, girl. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're on a heavenly oasis in the clouds. You lock those doors, okay? But anyway, I don't know that the whole like Dubai where unmarried women can still be arrested. I don't know if that's like necessary to put in this article, but at the same time, if that is true, which I'm not going to look it up right now because that's not the focus of this podcast. But I I mean, obviously that's upsetting, but is it necessary to bring up in this article? I don't know. It seems as if the reporter is trying to say, Lindsay says this place is so great, but how great can it be if these are the laws against women? Which I don't know if that's the point of this. Like, I don't know if that should be included in this article. You know what I mean? I don't know. Obviously, cultural stuff is very sensitive, so I don't want to offend anybody. But Lindsay said she doesn't see herself moving from Dubai anytime soon. And this article is from 2018. It's now 2023. She still lives there. So she did stick with that. She says, it's the safest place. It's less demanding. America is always like, go, 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 go. I don't have to turn on the news and see the Kardashians. I don't have to see anything anymore. I choose what I want to see and how I want to live. The article continues, Miss Lohan's own safety and well-being are her chief concerns. 
Though she is still close with her family, she has been keeping in touch mostly at an arm's length, primarily through FaceTime. Look, I'm not in control of my family, she said. I'm only in control of myself. We're all friends. My mom and dad are friends. Everything's good. That's not really true either that she's keeping in touch at an arm's length because, like I said, she was spending a lot of time in New York. Actually, she was spending more time in New York than she had in the past few years after moving out of the country, so I don't know what she means by that, but Lindsay says, if anyone in my life... For one second, I feel unsafe with, they're out. Very simple. This is it. I'm not going to complicate things. Because I'm a caretaker, I always want to give to people. And I don't blame her for feeling that way at all because of what happened with her ex and him abusing her. Of course, if she feels unsafe, she's going to be like, get the hell out of here. I mean, at this point, she's doing pretty well. She doesn't have to take any shit from anybody. I know who I am as a person, Miss Lohan said. I don't want any judgment on me, you know? My acting is good, my work is good, and I love work. They also talk about this book that Lindsay decided to option because she wanted to get it made into a movie. It's called The Honeymoon by Tina Seskis, and I don't know what ended up happening with that. Obviously, the movie has not been made by Lindsay at this point. But she said that at the time, she was living with a host family in a small church in Greece, quote, because I wanted to be like with a family alone. What? Why can't we elaborate more on that? Can I hear, how did she hook up with a host family in a small church in Greece? Like, why was she living in a little church? I mean, obviously, they did ask her a follow-up question because she said she wanted to be with a family alone. But how does that work? Did she join some kind of service where they provide a family? I don't, I just, I'm curious about that. That is what I would go in on as the reporter. She said it was a catharsis to work on the script for the honeymoon because of the abuse she suffered. She says, there was this moment where it was like, I don't really need to be worried about a guy hurting me. I don't need to live in fear because when women show fear, I feel like that makes us powerless. <sighs> That's another problematic remark. Fear is a natural human emotion, you know, like of course you're going to feel afraid if somebody is, is coming at you with a physical attack. It doesn't mean that you're powerless, it means you're human. Of course that's scary. I don't think there's any specific emotion that makes you powerless and I don't think it's good to spread rhetoric on that at all. Like, ugh. I told you guys this episode was going to be tough. I just am really perplexed by her a lot in this era. But hey, if writing is a catharsis for her to help her deal with the trauma of what happened in the relationship, obviously I think that's great. And I think one of the best things that she can probably do is express herself creatively. And I'm glad to see that in 2022 and 23, she's back to doing that with movies. So then we got a taste of the old Lindsay, which just makes it even more sad and disappointing to me that she's claiming that it was all lies and she wasn't even a partier and she didn't even go to clubs that much or whatever. Because we get the old diva at the end of this article. So Lindsay's assistant, Nicola, told Gabrielle and the New York Times that Lindsay would be able to do a shoot the next day to coincide with this article around the same time that she would be doing another interview and the assistant said that Lindsay would have her hair and makeup done and they'll make something work for the photo shoot. Gabrielle writes that that day they waited under the sun for Lindsay to show up for the photo shoot and the assistant delivered the news that there would be no photo shoot unless Lindsay, who was 
in Athens. They're waiting for her in Mykonos, where her beach house is, and she had gone to Athens. They said that she would not be doing a photo shoot unless she was paid for it. They were told, Lindsay shoots for magazines like W and likes to do fashion. We can give you exclusive photos, but she only does paid shoots, and if you want to have that discussion, you can, and maybe she'll consider it. They noted that the New York Times does not pay photo or interview subjects, and so they decided that they were not going to begin that conversation because why would you be any special or any different from anybody else? You know how these things work. Like, girl, you have to accept that, unfortunately, because of your personal struggles, your career went out the window. You're lucky that the New York Times is doing a feature on you. The New York Times is is a very respected newspaper and they're trying to profile you in the best way possible you doing a nice photo shoot on the beach for the new york times is only going to help you it's not going to hurt you and i understand wanting to get paid for your time of course but this is how the press works it's not like playboy where there's a certain fee because you're getting nude or anything like that this is just basic promotion but i'm guessing that Lindsay just really didn't give a fuck because like she said she doesn't care what people are saying in america she's in dubai she's living this new life and she really doesn't care about doing a photo shoot that she doesn't need to do when she probably feels like people are just going to judge her anyway. I mean, her club's doing well. The beach house just opened. It was already doing well. The cab driver's even saying, oh, everybody loves it. So she was probably like, fuck you guys. I just want to go to Athens and I'm not in the mood. And so they wrote, it was a flicker of classic Lohan terror from the tabloid era, but it was also in line with her new ethos as a sophisticated international businesswoman. That first day after I left her sitting on her ocean front chase, I spotted her filming two young women in black bikinis and rubber unicorn masks frolicking in the waves. She posted the video of them geotagged to the club on her Instagram story to millions of followers. After a few minutes later, I watched as she put down her phone, stood and walked directly down the beach and into the ocean, her shoulders perfectly squared, her hair falling in neat waves down the middle of her back. From under the canopy at the restaurant bar, it really did look just like a frame from the Richard Phillips video. That beach was hers. Miss Lohan dove under the water. The unicorn women rejoined their friends. A waiter carried a tray of Aperol spritzes off the deck and onto the beach, and the man with teardrops tattooed on his face swayed in bliss to the music. Miss Lohan swam in even strokes away from the shore, and no one took any pictures. Ah peace no one took any pictures that's hard for me to believe you know I mean I'm not saying this person is lying at all I believe her but it's just interesting right that Lindsay's at a place called Lohan Beach House where people are expecting to see her and she's there and they're just enjoying themselves they're not hounding her they're not taking tons of pictures they're not asking for an autograph or anything like that it's just nice it's just peaceful So Lindsay celebrated her 32nd birthday, also in Mykonos. Her sister Allie surprised her by showing up there for the big celebration. And soon after, the Lohan Beach Club reality show on MTV was announced. Lohan Beach Club offers viewers VIP access to one of the most exclusive destinations in the world and a behind-the-scenes look at how a young, successful entrepreneur runs her empire. We are thrilled to have such a passionate and creative partner in Lindsay to help explore this intriguing culture all through the eyes of her brand. Now, I watched Lohan Beach Club, you guys. We're going to talk about it in a little while. But first, we have to go over this incident that happened before the show was released, which is... On September 28th, 2018, Lindsay went live on Instagram. You guys know what I'm going to say, right? You guys saw it? You saw the video, right? (sighs) Okay. This is... I'm trying to think of the word. This whole thing is 
so misguided, so sad, so lacking in common sense that it just truly turns Lindsay into this question mark of a human being that I just can't connect with the Lindsay that I have been reporting on all this time. I mean, I guess in some ways it tracks, but in other ways it's just so confounding. So if you did not see this video, Lindsay was in Moscow. And we had talked about how she had been traveling the world, she visited Syria and was in touch with refugee families, and she was supporting them and sending them money, visiting with them, spending time with children, and all of that. So I don't know why she was in Russia, I don't know if it was specifically to try to help people or if she was there for another reason and just tacked this on to her trip. Lindsay goes live and she says that she wants to show us this family that she met. Now, you can go watch this, it's still on YouTube. <laughs> I'm literally like holding my forehead right now because like, this is so embarrassing. This is so bad. So Lindsay shows the family and it's a mother. Well, I assume it's the mother. There's a man, a woman, and there's two children. And the children are on the woman's lap under a blanket. She's talking to them in English and Arabic, kind of. And she's speaking in this strange, vague European accent in between saying certain words, which I don't speak Arabic, so... I don't know how fluent she is in the language. I really couldn't say, but it doesn't sound convincing to me. And a lot of the news outlets, when they wrote about this, they said it was, you know, Lindsay's version of Arabic or some type of Arabic. Nobody really said, yeah, she speaks Arabic. It was all like kind of broken Arabic, I think. We don't know the family situation. They seem to understand bits and pieces of what she says, but we don't know their background. We don't know what happened to them. And honestly, we can see them pretty clearly in the video. Aside from the fact that they're obviously on the street under blankets, they don't seem to be in that much of distress. Like, they don't seem to be uh, starving. They seem healthy. They don't seem dirty or anything like that. Like, they don't seem like they're desperate right now. They almost seem like they're in a transition. Maybe they're just taking a rest before they continue traveling because they have suitcases. It's not even like they have all their stuff thrown into trash bags or something. Like, they have a suitcase. They're wearing normal clothes. You know, the clothes don't seem to be dirty or ripped or, you know. Besides the fact that they're on the street which yes is a concern that these people are on the street and and by all means if you can help people that are on the street no matter what their situation may be do it but Lindsay approaches them and says that she's gonna pay for them to stay in a hotel and she keeps telling them to come with her and they don't want to they're like we're good you know, so I kind of feel like these people were just in a transitional state. Like I said, I don't, I don't think it was like, oh yes, we're starving, please help us. Now this is just speculation, but I think this particular family already had somewhat of a plan. And so when Lindsay's saying, come with me, come with me, they're like, no, no, no. For all she knows, maybe they were told to wait there by somebody else and they, they are waiting for somebody to come back and pick them up in a car or something like that. And they just don't know how to tell her that because there is a language barrier. And she keeps insisting that they come with her and at one point she says that she's just gonna take the children which is insane like why would a mother and father who don't seem like absolutely desperate just give their child away to a stranger you know what I mean even a desperate parent maybe wouldn't do that you know and Lindsay's saying well you know if, if somebody's willing to help your child you should just give them to that person you know you should just give them up to me and the mom's like no and then at one point Lindsay says well you can come too like you and the boys can come but not the man who I assume is the father the husband again this is all assumptions I don't know what this situation was but why would you offer to help only three members of a four member family 
that doesn't make sense. Why are you going to separate these people? It doesn't seem like they have a cell phone or anything. You, you don't want to separate these people. You know, you don't know what they've been through to get to this point. And my thought is also like, if you want to get them a hotel room, just hand them some cash. If they don't have anywhere to sleep that night, of course they are capable of being like, oh my gosh, this nice woman just gave us some money. Let's go get a hotel for a night or a few nights. Why not just hand them a thousand dollars in cash? Or I've seen many people, you know, go live on Instagram and hand out Visa gift cards or something like that to homeless people on the street or others in need. And she also doesn't ask these people permission to film them or anything. And it's crazy because you can see all the comments showing up because she's on live. And a lot of these people are like, <laughs> at first they're like, Lindsay, we love Freaky Friday, you know, and things like that. And then they start to see the situation unfold and they're saying, this is so wrong. Stop it, Lindsay. What are you doing? What the hell is that accent? Leave them alone. So eventually what happens is these people who were like comfortable under a blanket on the street you know, trying to, to, to get to the next phase of whatever was going on and just want to be left alone, they are having to get up and give up their position on the street, which for somebody who's sleeping on the street can be a major thing because, I mean... It's very hard to find a place that you can sleep overnight on the street in most places. I don't know how it is in Moscow, but, you know, I know the police are always chasing homeless people in different areas. So these people are so desperate to get away from her that they're like, we just have to get out of here. So they get up and they're trying to walk away from her and she's chasing them and she's still filming and she's yelling things at them. Then finally, Lindsay gets too close and the mom pops her in the face. <laughs> Which like, I'm sorry, girl, but you had it coming. Now, Lindsay ends the video by saying, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. I'm so scared right now and whatever. Of course, I don't think that Lindsay was trying to hurt anybody. I don't think she was going to do anything shady, but I do think she was being exploitative with this family that did not give their permission to be filmed, did not give their permission for a video of themselves to be broadcast to millions of people. And I know that Lindsay probably saw it from the perspective of I'm raising awareness. It's important that, you know, people that are cozy in their beds right now scrolling through Instagram should know that there are people on the street suffering. I get that perspective of it. I get where she's coming from. And there's nothing wrong with trying to help people in crisis. But like I said before, why not just hand them $500, $1,000 or more, whatever. They're going to know what to do with it. If they want to go to a hotel with that money, they'll go to a hotel. If they want to tough it out on the street and save the money for getting an apartment or something like that, then that's what they're going to do. Who cares? Just give them the money. Either give or don't give. You know, it's just so misguided and just so exploitative in a way that I think really backfired for her. And maybe she thought that she was going to win favor with the public. Maybe she thought, here's how I get my career back. Here's how I get back in the public's good graces. If they see me doing everything I can to convince this family to come with me so I can help them. And it just left fans absolutely terribly confused about what Lindsay was doing at this point in her life. Lindsay commented very little on the situation. She didn't make any statements or anything like that, but she did tweet the following day writing hashtag help others, hashtag be for yourself, hashtag Lohan Foundation, hashtag do whatever it, hashtag takes. When you Google Lohan Foundation or Lindsay Lohan Foundation, a bunch of articles come up about Lindsay's favorite beauty products <laughs> because of foundation meaning makeup. So I don't know if Lindsay ever opened this Lohan Foundation, but if she did, I never found the information about it online. 
When Lindsay was on her press run for Lohan Beach House in early 2019, she was asked about this on Sway's radio show and absolutely refused to talk about it. I love that you have a very caring heart. And it actually reminds me um, when there was video somewhat recently when you were trying to help um, a Syrian refuge family. Uh And obviously that ended in a way that you didn't anticipate with, you know, some form of violence to whatever capacity. But can you speak on that situation? No. Okay. <laughs> um, but people don't realize I did. Did you learn how to say no? Yeah, that's but, fair. <laughs> but I went, I did a documentary on trafficking of children in India. That was a while ago with BBC. Mm-hmm. They filmed that. And um, I went to Aleppo to work with kids. And I love working with children. And I think people should do more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting response, right? Like just the immediate no. She will not talk about it. She will not say anything about it. I don't know. Like if you feel as though you didn't do anything wrong, why wouldn't you just say, hey, look, I was just trying to help a family. Maybe I took it too far, but you guys don't know what it's like out there. You should see how much people suffer. I really just wanted to help them and they weren't cooperating with me. So I I got upset and they got upset and it was just, you know, it ended up not the way that I had intended. That would have been fine, you know, or apologize. It's just strange the way she immediately said no but then also maybe that's for the best i think keeping your charity work private is better unfortunately she did decide to go live so if she now wants to claim oh well i'm just not going to talk about that it's kind of like well then acknowledge that maybe you shouldn't have filmed them and maybe you shouldn't be showing these videos but then again you can also argue well it it spreads awareness you know this video went viral and perhaps that led to some people finding out about this crisis that maybe didn't know that much about it and maybe they were able to lend a hand or donate or something so there's good and bad sides to it but i think overall nobody can say that lindsay went about this on this particular night during this particular incident properly So you all remember I talked about it in episode three, I think, of this series. Lindsay's movie Life Size, the iconic, iconic movie in which Tyra Banks plays a Barbie and Lindsay plays a little girl who turns to witchcraft to try to raise her mother from the dead. It's basically the greatest film ever made. And so in 2018, the sequel Life Size 2 came out And Lindsay was not in the film. I never watched the movie because even though I did love Life Size, when I heard Lindsay wasn't in the second one, I was just like, ugh, I don't know if I can handle Tyra Banks for 90 minutes without Lindsay being there doing the witchcraft. You know, no offense, Tyra's amazing, she's a queen, but I just don't, there are just so many things to watch in life. And I just, once I heard Lindsay wasn't in it, I was like, okay, whatever. Tyra did a whole press tour for this movie. And of course, every single person asked her, why is Lindsay not in this movie? And Tyra said, we had many conversations about it, mostly on DM and text. And then we had real conversations on the phone. I loved these conversations because she was literally at the beach of her clubs and I could hear the music. She was about to do it, but then she got this MTV show and she couldn't leave. That was so heartbreaking. So we figured out creative ways to still incorporate her. That does make me so sad because, spoiler alert, I hate the Lohan Beach Club reality show with a flaming passion. And I think it would have been so much more in line with 
Lindsay's true passion of acting and performing if she had left the beach club even just for a week to film this life-size movie and just do a little cameo here and there in it or something I mean it just would have been so great but you know that's really not where Lindsay's mind was I think she thought this beach club show was going to be huge and instead she focused on that and she was more like let's move forward instead of going back to the past I don't think she really was ready to embrace everything from her past yet the way that maybe she is now. She actually did end up doing a shoot with W Magazine. It was a video where they had her recreate some of the famous quotes from Mean Girls. So Lindsay was serving up a little plate of nostalgia for those of us who just cannot leave 2004. We only carry sizes one, three, and five, so better off trying Sears. <laughs> so mean. Can we say something other than Sears? What's funnier? Oh. Damn you, Tina Fey. <laughs> we only carry sizes one, three, and five. You should try Sears. Is anybody else shocked that she criticized the impeccable script for Mean Girls <laughs> and actually changed the words? I know that line like the back of my hand. We only carry sizes one, three, and five. You could try Sears. That's the line, Lindsay. I mean, I guess she didn't say that line in the movie, so maybe she wouldn't remember it exactly, but they must have had a script there for her. I mean, that is so crazy that she said, maybe we could find an another thing. What's funnier than Sears? It's like, that's a funny line, Lindsay. That's an iconic funny line. Everyone thinks that line is funny. Why is that line not good for you now? Because you're like European now and you're like too cool for it? I don't know. She did an interview with Entertainment Weekly where they asked her where she thinks her characters would be today. Holly Parker and Annie James. Um, I think that they've swapped. So I think Holly is in London as a parenting counselor. And then Annie is in California running a vineyard. What I think is really funny about that is that she said that Hallie would be a parenting counselor. That's so funny. Because of course you would need counseling after you grew up in a situation where your parents separated you and were never going to say anything about the fact that you had a twin sister on the other side of the world and they were going to deprive you of, you know, your mother or your father. I mean, of course you would need help. And then if you could help others, that would actually be really great. In fact, now I want a Parent Trap sequel. Where are Hallie and Annie today? I Think she's onto something with this whole counseling thing or you know what I would actually love to know where Lola from Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen would be today would she be a movie star I want a sequel to that that actually would be really fun Lindsay did a Disney princess inspired photo shoot with paper magazine where she was photographed as Snow White which made the cover and Princess Aurora and also Cinderella and I think there's one picture where I guess she's supposed to be Ariel but they don't make her really look much like Ariel at all, whereas the other characters, you can very clearly see what she is. But I like the one that's supposed to be Ariel the most because it just looks the most like Lindsay and I think it's the nicest photo. The other ones, I mean, you think I would love this shoot uh, being that I do have somewhat of a connection, you could say, to the Disney princess lifestyle. But I don't know. I don't love these photos, especially the Snow White one. I just think she looks unhappy and I don't know. She doesn't look like Snow White. She looks more like the evil queen. 
it also reminded me of the SNL sketch from the last time that she hosted where they did the real princesses of the fairy tale world or whatever. That was an amazing sketch as I talked about a few episodes ago. And the interview is really nothing special. She just goes over the same things that she always says about how she's human. She's a good person. She's made mistakes, but she's moving on and she wants everybody else to move on as well. So then in January 2019, she starts doing a full-on press run for the Lohan Beach Club show. I talked about her interview with Howard Stern early on in the show, in which she talks for an hour but says almost nothing. She also appeared on Good Morning America. She did a feature in Variety magazine, in which they asked her if she was a feminist, and she said, I'm just Lindsay Lohan, whatever that is. Because she was obviously promoting Lohan Beach Club, Variety asked her if she even still wanted to be an actress, and she said, yes, of course. I love acting. It's my passion, but I like being behind the scenes. If I'm not filming at the moment, I need to be creative somehow. I can't just sit and do nothing. If I'm not on a set, then I'd rather do something, so I started my own company, Seven Wonders Productions, and I like that it's just mine and I don't have to answer to people anymore. I can just do it myself. It's nice to have that power back. I want to keep acting and maybe directing. They asked what her career goals were and she said to work with Martin Scorsese and Spielberg. I don't know. I think goals are limitless and there's always going to be something new that I want to do. I just want to make people happy and I want to stay happy. And I think it's great that she kind of altered her short-term goals a little bit and decided to just go with the cheesy rom-com route and release Falling for Christmas and this next one that's going to come out in 2023, Irish Wish. Because that really is the bridge to working with more respected and iconic directors like Scorsese, like Spielberg. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will laugh and say, she's never going to get to work with people like that again. I don't know. I wouldn't rule it out. I would never, ever count her out fully. But I think embracing the fact that she really works well in comedies and she can do that with her eyes closed and that's the way to reintroduce herself to the world with inoffensive, cutesy stuff. I think realizing that was very smart of her. So I do think it's interesting that when they asked her her career goals, she said, well, I want to work with Scorsese and Spielberg instead of saying, well, I want to open another club or something. Also, it seems like they were trying to give Lindsay a chance to walk back some of her Harvey Weinstein comments. And they asked, do you think there is a double standard with the way women are portrayed in the media? And she says, no, no, there's no double standard. Everyone's treated equally. Okay, girl. Uh, Isn't it crazy how she's sober at this point and she makes less sense than when she was not sober? Like, I honestly, I don't mean to be cruel, but this is tough to report on at this point. This is not fun. So she says, if you think about it, back when I was being followed, there were more tabloids. We didn't have Instagram. We couldn't control social media on our own and have her own voice. So I think times have changed. So I guess she's saying, hey, at least I can speak for myself now I can get on my Instagram. But the thing is, She could have released statements at any time through her publicist or she could have called Us Weekly or Ellen or Entertainment Tonight if she wanted to go on and make a statement and talk directly to her fans. She could have done that at any point, you know? I don't know what that has to do with double standards with how women are portrayed in the media. Just because social media has been invented since Lindsay came out with her early movies doesn't mean that women are treated equally to men all the time, especially in show business. Like, what is she talking about? I still don't understand what she's talking about during this entire era. 
So they asked, what work does Hollywood still need to do to really bring about equality for women? And she replies, stop giving me shit. Stop rehashing my past for no reason because everything is different now. Of course, she has to make it about her instead of answering the question in general. But hey, this is an interview about her. I think that even though that wasn't a great answer, I understand where she's coming from. Like she's saying, why are you rehashing my past? She's contradicting herself because she's saying, nope, there are no double standards with the way women are portrayed in the media. But can you stop rehashing my past for no reason? (laughs) There is a double standard there. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't even get half of the shit that Lindsay gets. And he was really, really bad at a certain point in his life. He also served jail time he was a very serious drug addict and alcoholic he crawled into a child's empty bed in a random house that he broke into no one ever talks about that every time I tell people that story they're shocked and I tell that story kind of often sorry RDJ but just because I think it's a fascinating celebrity story and I think it's amazing the way that he's been able to have his career come back and now he's one of the highest paid actors of all time I mean he makes a sickening amount of money from all of the branding and the back end of the Iron Man movies and the Avengers and all of that. And I'm so happy he was able to do that. He's a phenomenal talent and somebody's whole career in life shouldn't be over when they make a mistake and go to jail. You guys know what I mean? Like I'm happy for RDJ, but there definitely is a double standard. Women get hammered over and over again on things that men don't because people are just like, oh, boys will be boys. Really? I don't know about that, you know, so she's kind of shooting herself in the foot here. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know what she was thinking, basically, during this entire era. She told Variety that the first time she saw herself in a tabloid, she was really excited. And she was like, oh my god, I feel like Britney Spears, because Britney was in the tabloid so much, so it made Lindsay feel cool. Then she says, quote, little did I know what would happen from there. (laughs) What a mouthful. I stopped recording hours and hours and hours ago. It's 3 a.m. and I can't sleep. So I figured I might as well talk about (laughs) Lindsay's last movie before Falling for Christmas, which is called Among the Shadows. And what better time to talk about a celebration of all things undead like Among the Shadows, right? So this movie was filmed in 2015, and it was released in 2019. That right there is a red flag. (laughs) You know, most studios, they want to release their movies. They don't want to wait four years to release a movie. They are proud of the movie. They're happy they put money into the movie. They're excited about how well it's going to do and how much money it's going to make them, and they put it out. So anytime, like, I would say more than, like, a year and a half to two years passes in between a movie being made and it being released... (sighs) It's not a good sign. So Lindsay actually doesn't count this movie as part of her filmography, which is just more of Lindsay's like revisionist history. You can't just say it it doesn't count. It's there, you know. But apparently she didn't want to be in this movie. Multiple sources have confirmed that she wasn't really trying to do movies at this point. And she was focused on other things. You know, she had to move to London and she was kind of traumatized from New York and LA life. And so she wasn't going to go back to the US to make a movie. And the director and producer even said that they approached her management multiple times and it took a while to even get a response. And then they kept trying and trying and they said, just so you know, we're going to shoot the film in Brussels, Belgium. And they said after that, Lindsay was totally in. And obviously they didn't need her to audition or anything like that. They just wanted Lindsay Lohan. 
and they had faith that she could carry the role so basically they didn't even meet with her or anything they she just <laughs> they just hired her she showed up on set in november i feel really bad that this movie came out so poorly because the producer actually said we shot in five countries over 10 months can you imagine putting that much work into something and it turns out like this? If it's not clear, this movie <laughs> is so bad. It's painfully bad. It's not even so bad it's good. There are many things that I would call so bad it's good. There are many things that I would say are worth watching even though I think they're personally horrible movies. This one is not. Normally what I would say in a case like this is this movie's terrible. Only watch it if you really adore Lindsay and you just love her so much that you have to see everything. I don't even think, like, you have to be the diest of diehard fans in order for me to be like, yeah, go ahead and watch it. Now, I will say <laughs> that once again, Lindsay somehow wades her way through the shit in a pretty impressive way her scenes are not terrible like despite the production value being absolute like it's so low that it's touching the earth's core there are still moments where Lindsay just shines i'm sorry she is a fucking star she has it she has the it thing she just has it and there's one scene in particular that takes place in it's after they walk through the cemetery her and the other lead female, and then they're in a crypt where that was the first time in the movie and it's like halfway through that I actually like looked at the movie and was like, okay, I'm interested in this scene in a mild way. Still wasn't like into it, but I was like, all right. And it's because they got her. And I think they were very smart to not give up on contacting her management and all of that. This was probably an easy film for Lindsay to go shoot because she was living in London. Like I said, she didn't want to go back to New York or LA, but she still loved acting. So it was kind of just like an easy thing for her to jump over to Brussels and film for a few days. But she didn't even finish the movie properly. So <laughs> first, let me tell you what this movie is about. It's this war that's going on between vampires and werewolves. And it's also like supposed to be a political thriller. <laughs> Which honestly, if you're just the type of person that hates any kind of like fantasy, sci-fi, horror, vampire, werewolf stuff, then this is so beyond not for you. But I kind of like that stuff. Like I love Interview with a Vampire. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. I loved The Vampire Diaries, like watched it religiously. I, it, I even like True Blood. I didn't, I don't think I ever finished True Blood because it got bad, but I watched it when it was on live and I looked forward to every week and I was like on the edge of my seat, you know, I can do stories about the undead. I, I really can. I'm very compelled by the idea of a human being transformed into this thing that can't die and has to be destructive in order to continue to live on and they can't control it. And obviously it's a metaphor for so many things. And I just enjoy these types of stories when done correctly, I'm not a Twilight fan, but when done correctly, I think these stories can be actually quite compelling. And I think in the right hands, a story about how werewolves and vampires are able to move through society in secret and become lawmakers and become powerful people in the world and how messy that would get and the issues that would arise from something like that in the right hands, I think there's a good movie here somewhere, but it's not this. And I feel so bad that these people 
filmed in five countries over 10 months and etc etc the producer said the end product took a long while but the film was actually finished in 2018 it just takes time to show it to buyers and go through the distribution process we were actually pretty happy with the way things turned out that's mind-boggling so <laughs> Lindsay plays the first lady of the united states <laughs> Let's just, let's just, like, that's camp, okay? Actually, I don't think it's the first lady of the United States. What is she the first lady of? It's really not clear, but she's an American in the movie, so I just, I assume she was the first lady of the United States, but she's not. She's the first lady of something, but whatever, unimportant. Um, <laughs> she is sitting in front of a green screen for 90% of the movie. I think that for most of her shooting days, she did not come into contact with another human being. <laughs> because she's barely ever in a shot with other actors like they'll all be in the scene and then it cuts to her and she's clearly like alone on a soundstage it's so strange it's giving like she hated the whole cast and she refused to film with them which I'm not saying is the case because how could you like hate that many people for no reason but <laughs> I don't know I still think these producers were really smart to pursue Lindsay the way that they did because there are shitty little movies like this released every five minutes right and they never get seen and no one ever watches them and they just disappear and all that hard work goes into them and no one sees them. And the only reason why I watched this was Lindsay. And I'm sure that goes for so many people across the world. So at least their film got seen. And you know what? Hopefully they can grow from this and make better movies in the future. But this was just so bad. Um, there's even softcore porn in it, which like... <laughs> I have to admit that I didn't pay that close attention to most of this movie because it was just so bad that I could not waste my time like that. Like I have so many things to do throughout the day <laughs> and I normally look forward to my movie time as like, okay, put the phone down, close the laptop, like let's watch a good movie, but I couldn't do it. So I was working during it. And then all of a sudden I look up and I see like a vagina and I was like, oh, okay. I just didn't know we were doing that. It's fine. I just didn't realize that this was like an OnlyFans. So, and I'm not a prude. Like, if you want to put sex in your movie, go ahead. But it was graphic. Like, I felt like I saw the penetration happening. I'm like, did they really have sex? Which, again, fine. I just wasn't, like, I just didn't expect that at the moment, honestly. Um, so that was interesting. It was very Cinemax. There's a scene at the end that Lindsay obviously refused to show up to shoot which is so poorly done. I posted this on my Instagram. And honestly, if she did refuse to show up, I have to give them props because they had nothing to work with and they just tried some way to salvage their movie. So good for them. I have been a part of indie films before. I know how hard it is. And I know how when you have no budget or low budget, one tiny thing going wrong can like ruin a week's worth of work or more. So if your star doesn't show up and isn't willing to film her final scene in the movie, then holy shit, that's horrible. Now, I'm not blaming Lindsay for this because I don't know the exact story. I'm just assuming that she wouldn't show up. 
But I feel like what the case could also possibly be is that they changed the story or they changed the script somehow. And so they needed to do a reshoot with her and she refused because it wasn't in her original contract or something like that, that she would have to show up for reshoots, even though I don't know how they couldn't put that in a contract. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There, Like there's something happened because if you watch this scene, Lindsay's character is speaking to a man and you see a woman who resembles Lindsay from behind and you hear a voice that is not the furthest voice from Lindsay Lohan's, but it doesn't sound anything like her. So they dub in a voice and because they don't have Lindsay actually saying these lines, they don't have footage of her mouth moving and saying these lines, they show her from behind, someone else says the lines, and then they cut to an extreme close-up of Lindsay's face after she finishes speaking, just like making an expression. When I say that it's so sad, and it actually is heartbreaking, I mean, we joke around a lot on this podcast, right? <laughs> if I don't laugh, I'll cry. I always defend Lindsay. I always say she had all this trauma, and she was almost predetermined to be an addict based on her gene pool and her childhood and her early fame and money and all of that. And I try not to give her too much of a hard time about throwing her career away because I know she didn't do it on purpose and she was an addict and is an addict and that will take control of your whole life and it doesn't matter how important anything else is to you. You will choose the drugs or the alcohol every time because you're an addict. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And that's why I've tried to be so empathetic to her and to talk about that so much because I think people are just like, oh, you know, she did it to herself, blah, blah, blah. It's like no one chooses to be an addict and have this life, right? But just seeing her show up in a movie of this, this level of low quality, it is heartbreaking to see. Like, girl, you had it all. And now you're doing movies like this, where it doesn't even look like you're in the movie because you're in front of so many green screens. And granted, her character is on like CNN or whatever a lot, so it's supposed to look like a green screen because it's like it's like somebody watching a news clip is what we get to see. But still, even the scenes that that isn't the case, she's like in front of a green screen. It's just so sad and. Like I said, her talent does shine. I mean, it's very impressive to see that she can still have that it factor in a terrible movie like this, but it would be really hard for me to, I think, record this whole episode if Lindsay's life was not as healed as it is now, you know? And I've been saying that throughout the whole series, but I think this episode specifically is probably going to be the hardest one for me just because so much of her behavior is so confounding to me and the things that she was releasing during this time I just don't connect with whatsoever. So it says on Wikipedia, the film received few reviews from mainstream media outlets with one negative review listed on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's like this movie is so indie that no one even saw it. As much as I love to defend indie filmmakers and things like that I mean there are cases of people that manage to do a lot with very little and these people were not able to accomplish that I mean this movie didn't even get seen by enough people to actually have internet reviews it says 
However, based upon seeing the trailer for it, The Guardian wrote that Lohan was, quote, pioneering a bold new acting theory known as never sharing the frame with other characters so it looks like all of your lines were filmed remotely in a single day and also being quite rigid and flat and squinting in a manner that suggests you're simply reading just your lines from a card off screen. When this becomes the accepted form of mainstream screen acting in generations to come, and it will, remember where you saw it first. That's a little harsh in my opinion. As I said, I do think Lindsay has moments in this film. I think she is exceptionally talented as an actress and as a performer, and that is why I have spent so much time on this series, because I love her for that, and I think her talent deserves some flowers, and I want to be the opposite of what so many people have heard over the years all these negative statements toward her. I mean, is her performance a masterpiece? Absolutely not. Is she working with nothing? Yes. But she still manages to do something. Like, she's still enjoyable to watch. Not in every scene. Some of the scenes she is, like, genuinely flat, like they're saying. But there are some moments where even though she's playing, like, a werewolf first lady, <laughs> she still connects. Like, something lands, you know? She manages to do... She's, she's fucking awesome at this job. She really is. Gianni Capaldi, one of the leads in the film, gave his own review of it, saying, quote, Lindsay plays a vampire. Oh, I'm sorry. She didn't play a werewolf. She plays a vampire. Honestly, it's unclear. <laughs> okay, he said... Lindsay plays a vampire and she was an absolute peach to work with. She is a real talent and she owns the stage when she gets in her stride. To be honest, I think the film wasn't edited as best as it could have been and it really missed a beat. This movie to me kind of feels like if a bunch of like 14 year olds who love vampires were like, yo, let's make a movie, <laughs> you know? Oh, by the way, I watched it on Hulu, guys, and I believe it's on a few other subscription services, so you should be able to find it easily. But it is truly just one of the worst I have ever seen and I cannot recommend recommended to anybody. So Lindsay continued her streak of strangeness in 2018 and 19, where she would lightly attack a bunch of celebrities. Like she would leave comments on their Instagram that were not nice, or she would post on her own Twitter something not so nice about them. Her victims include Leah Michelle, Leo DiCaprio, Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift... <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. So um, Zendaya, Tamar Braxton, it's like, girl, I, you know, what are you doing? I personally think that starting shit like this is really classless. Like if somebody hasn't even done anything to you personally and you're talking shit about them on social media, I just think that's not cool especially when it's other women. It's like, why can't you support other women in your field instead of knocking them down? For example, uh, Leah Michelle was cast in the live version of The Little Mermaid and Lindsay commented on the announcement and just wrote, huh? Question mark. <laughs> Which like, I know everyone hates Leah Michelle, but <laughs> again, I just, I'm not about that. I'm not about being like, why did she get the role? You know, just being openly catty like that. She went after Zendaya. Is it Zendaya or Zendaya? I'm terrible. But anyways, she went after that beautiful, talented woman who wore that beautiful Cinderella style moment on the red carpet at the Met Gala. And a Disney fan account posted a picture of Zendaya in the dress. And Lindsay commented on it and said, Claire Danes did that with at Zach Posen already. In a separate comment, Lindsay added, at Claire Danes, you wore this dress so beautifully. I don't know why someone thinks that they can be more chic ever. Why? Why attack someone like that? And I mean, Claire, do you even know Claire Danes or are you just a stan of her or what? Like, why are you comparing women like that? I just, you know, Lindsay, for somebody who complains 
so much about people talking shit about you and giving you shit. Why are you, you know, why are you giving other celebrities shit? I mean, I guess it's a hurt people hurt people thing, but come on, girl. So uh, Taylor Swift went live on Instagram and Lindsay joined the live just as a viewer, not as like a collaborator. And um, Lindsay commented, oh my God, love you. So does my sis. We think you're great. And then... I don't know. I mean, I didn't see this live, but I guess Taylor wasn't answering her. <laughs> and Lindsay wrote, you should respond to your fans. <laughs> and in this article that I'm reading, it says, Lindsay also said, quote, my mom was in Cats. I guess that's because Taylor was in the movie Cats, that like really bad remake that, <laughs> that everyone uh, hated. So Lindsay just felt the need to share, you know, my mom was in Cats because, you know, Dina was like sitting right there elbowing Lindsay and being like, tell them I was in Cats. Tell them I was in Cats. Oh, she's doing Cats? I did Cats in 1986. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Can't you picture that perfectly? This one that really surprised me is um, Kim Kardashian, because if you remember when I was reading one of the articles, I, I quoted Lindsay as saying, you know, she loved living in Dubai because when you turn on the TV, you don't see the Kardashians and I was surprised by that because Kim always really supported Lindsay like when everybody was treating Lindsay really horribly in the media Kim would always post on her Instagram and be like love you Lindsay everybody makes mistakes or whatever you know when Lindsay got sentenced to jail or community service Kim would write something nice and Lindsay was seen hanging out with Kim multiple times Lindsay was at Kim's wedding to Chris Humphreys and I guess it just shows how fake Hollywood is like to me if I get invited to someone's wedding like I'm not going to publicly talk shit about them unless they do something really bad to me and even then I'm not going to because like I said I think it's classless to like publicly be talking about people but one of the other public call outs <laughs> that Lindsay did was when Kim had braids in her hair which Granted, a lot of people were criticizing her for that because many people feel that you should not wear those type of braids unless you are a woman of color. And she was trying to be like Bo Derek in the movie 10. And so that's what she kept saying when people criticize her. She's like, I'm doing the Bo Derek thing. And so Lindsay commented on an Instagram post of Kim's braided hair and she just said, I am confused. <laughs> And it says, Kim responded to the comment by throwing a little shade Lindsay's way. She wrote, you know what's confusing? Your sudden foreign accent. Honestly, I have to hand this one to Kim. She had a nice little clap back. And she was right, you know? I mean, look, I'm not saying it's okay for her to wear the braids. That is not for me to speak on. I will let women of color speak on that because how I feel about it doesn't really matter. But I do think it's just not a nice thing to do to publicly say something like that to... Of someone who's supposed to be your friend who has called you out in a positive way many times and said positive things about you and defended you when many other people weren't defending you and like look I'm not even defending Kim Kardashian I'm not a big fan of her you know I don't hate her I don't love her I just kind of am in, in the middle about her really I I don't know it just doesn't if it was just this I would say oh you know I bet they had some kind of falling out or something but because Lindsay was continually going after all of these celebrities it just seemed like something that she was doing more for attention, which is weird because she's trying to 
show this narrative that she is at peace in Dubai and she's away from all the Hollywood drama. But it's like, then why are you constantly on your phone commenting on celebrity Instagrams if you're like at peace at your beach club, you know? She even called out Leonardo DiCaprio. You guys know if you've seen Leo DiCaprio's Instagram, it's very not Hollywood. You know, it's all about the environment and climate change and he's trying to encourage people to act now and, you know, he'll share a video of like the whales dying because there's so much pollution in the ocean or he'll show a graph of how hot it was this year compared to 50 years ago and all that kind of stuff because he's genuinely passionate about this and I mean you could say a lot of shit about Leo DiCaprio but he picked a cause and he really has been dedicated to this for over 20 years. So Leo posted, every year fins from as many as 73 million sharks end up in the shark fin trade. Shark finning is a gruesome practice. So Lindsay comments on this post and writes, quote, I hope you are there and taking this photo, unquote. Girl, <laughs> who cares if he is actually the one taking this photo? He is a world famous movie star who is showing people a photo they cannot deny because it's right in front of their face what is happening to these creatures and he's raising awareness i'm sorry he's not literally like lassoing a shark back to safety you know what i mean like not everybody is going to get out on the streets and drag children into hotel rooms and get punched by their moms because they're so forceful about trying to help that they end up hurting you know what i mean like not everybody does that Leo has more than proved his dedication to his environmental activism. And even if you don't believe that, it doesn't really matter because he does have this Instagram where instead of posting about himself or showing pictures of his, you know, 12-year-old girlfriends and his yachts and things like that, he's showing pictures of animal suffering or the planet, you know, blowing up because we're treating it so poorly. And he's informing millions of people that followed him just because they enjoy him as an actor. And now they're learning something. And, you know, maybe they will decide to look into it further or maybe they won't, but at least he's doing something. And Lindsay commenting in this way was kind of like her being holier than thou and, and like looking down on him and saying like, well, you're not really there in the trenches like I am. And it's like, you might be on the streets trying to help people, but as your live video showed, you didn't actually do anything that was much help. So in the end, who's helping more, <laughs> you or Leo? Like, just shut up. Like, you don't have to call anybody out. It's not like he called her out first or something and she was responding. Like, don't go looking for trouble. If you're so peaceful in your Dubai bubble, why why aren't you just relaxing without the paparazzi attacking you or, you know, relaxing at your beach club or whatever? Like, why are you going after celebrities that did not do anything to you? There are a few other ones too, but I feel like I have read enough of them. So you can Google <laughs> if you want to hear about more celebrities that Lindsay went after. Um, and like I said, it was very light. It's not like she full on was attacking people. It was just little comments here and there, uh, you know, little side eyes and snarky things. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of love that Lindsay was being such a catty bitch. But at the same time, it's just like I said, her behavior is just so bad. And I guess you can just chalk it up to she's healing from trauma that stemmed from childhood up until that very moment probably and she's still coping with all that and working through everything but it's just why are you on your phone commenting on celebrity instagrams if you're so happy to be away from america where there's too much celebrity gossip you know it's like it seems like you're looking for it.
Okay, everyone, it's time to talk about Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, which premiered on MTV on January 8th, 2019, and concluded on March 25th. I'm Lindsay Lohan. I live my life in the public eye. I've been working for 28 years in Hollywood, and I've come so far in my life. I know the ups and downs of being in the spotlight. People judge me every second. It's so easy to just keep going, 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 going. But sometimes you have to stop. Guys, please! So I disappeared. Now, I want to do things differently. I want to be my own boss. So I opened Lohan Beach Club in Mykonos. Are you ready? To work for me, you have to be the best of the best. I'm so nervous to see how Lindsay is as a boss. I'm going to watch everything they do. If they don't come here to work, that's it. They're gone. Panos is not my right-hand man. He's my left-hand man. I'm the right hand. Everybody is replaceable. I am terrified. Unfortunately, it only lasted one season. And I use the word unfortunately loosely because I think this show is really bad. I think it came about 20 years too late. Not in terms of Lindsay, but in terms of the type of show that it is. The one thing and the only thing that I love about this show is that the theme song is Lindsay's self-released bonus track or whatever you want to call it, Bossy, from a few years prior. And oh my goodness, I love this song. This is one of my favorite Lindsay songs. So I was really happy that it was getting some attention and that something came of it because it's one of those songs that really only the fans know so at least more people were getting to hear it and it actually really did coincide with what was going on because Lindsay was the boss and she actually said that she was so surprised to hear the song because MTV chose to include that they didn't ask her about it they just decided to use it as the theme song which obviously somebody at MTV knows what they're doing because brilliant choice Let's talk a little bit about the history of how this show came to be. So this was not Lindsay's idea. She was minding her own business, running her clubs in Greece, and MTV actually reached out to her with the idea after one of their producers realized what was going on in Lindsay's life. They thought that Lindsay was still an icon despite all of the trouble she had gotten into and it's kind of interesting when somebody chooses an entirely different career path than the one that they're known for, and they're actually successful in it. And so Boonim Murray Productions was interested in following around Lindsay as she continues running her club empire, because Lohan Beach Club, I am not sure if it was the second or third club that Lindsay opened. It's actually very strange. So we talked about in the last episode, Lohan Athens, her first club, opened in October of 2016. And then the Beach House opened on Memorial Day 2018. And by the time Lindsay's doing promotion for the Beach Club show, now don't get confused, it's called Lohan Beach House. That's the official name of the real place. But it's not really a club as in a nightclub. So they call it Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club for the show because I guess club sounds more interesting than beach house or they might think that's confusing. Like, you know, they might think that people will think beach house means a personal home or something. But Lohan Beach House in Mykonos is actually not a wild and crazy, we're doing lines of coke type of club. That's the nightclub in Athens. This club is more relaxed. It's literally on the beach. 
it's not just for adults it's for families as well you can rent a cabana you can sit at the bar or at the restaurant they have spa treatments and massages so it's not like a let's go crazy type of club I mean yes they have DJing and dancing and I'm sure things do get crazy but it's more of a beach resort vibe as opposed to a nightclub vibe so what I'm confused about is another club that Lindsay opened at some point on Rhodes which is another Greek island and the website for this club is still up, but if you look at the hours, it just says closed. And it's odd, I can't find the opening date of this club, I'm not sure what happened to it or when it closed. I know the beach house was closed for a while, even before COVID. It actually had closed and then moved to a different location and then moved back to Mykonos the location that we see on the reality show and has been there ever since. But I think the Rhodes Club did close. Still very impressive that Lindsay even has two successful clubs and properties that are still going on all these years later that have survived COVID and also survived this reality show. So if you think you don't know Boonham Murray Productions, you actually do. They are the creators of The Real World, Hello, and also a little show called Keeping Up with the Kardashians and all of the offshoot shows. They produced Howard Stern back in the day when he had that E! show that I used to watch when I was way too young to watch. They did Mariah's World. Remember when Mariah had that E! reality show? They did The Simple Life. So these people are very instrumental in our childhood <laughs> and teen years. They contacted Lindsay with their idea and Lindsay's response was very very positive and she was very interested in doing the show but she made it clear to them that it was not going to be about her so Lindsay said quote we were all very clear that it wasn't going to be a Lindsay Lohan follow her every second kind of show it was going to be me running a business it's different because I'm writing the script in a sense I have nothing to hide what's left in saying that I've gone to a club now I own them. So Lindsay really only wanted to agree to do this reality show if she was in charge and had a lot of power over what actually ended up in the show. Lindsay is an executive producer on the project and I believe, I couldn't get this confirmed, but I believe that she did have final cut privileges, which what that means is the editors of the show can't just keep anything in. Lindsay gets to watch the episode when they're done with it. And if she is painted in a light that she doesn't like, she has final cut privileges. So that means that before it goes to air, Lindsay can say, no, I want that cut out. And they have to cut it out. So this was going to be totally different from the Oprah series, right? She did not want to be followed everywhere. So basically they came up with this premise that they would fly in a bunch of ambassadors is what they call it, meaning new employees from the beach house. And these people would be young, hot Americans. Of course, they have to be young and hot. This is MTV. And... <laughs> They are people who have experience in the hospitality industry. So they were getting hired as VIP hosts at Lohan Beach House. And their job was to make sure that every client at the beach house was taken care of, that they're consistently ordering drinks, ordering food, ordering spa treatments, that they feel like royalty, basically just treating these high profile people as well as you possibly can and being there for their every whim so that they keep coming back and keep spending more and more money. Of course, they put the pressure on heavy on the show for drama and stuff. But the thing that I hate about it is that the show is so fake. Like it's so scripted. It's so set up. And 
Lindsay is such a good actress because I mean, we all know this about her, right? That's one thing that no one ever says is Lindsay sucks at acting. You know, they'll say a lot of things about her, but basically everyone on this planet thinks she's a good actress. And you really see that during the press tour because, oh my God, she acts like this is real. She acts like she genuinely hired these people and she really wanted them to do a good job. And she was so upset because they were partying when they were supposed to be working and they were staying out all night when they had work at six the next morning or what have you. It's just really not like that. And so they put all of these ambassadors from different parts of the U.S. in a house together and it's very much like the real world, you know? It's the same producers. And that's why I think this show is about 20 years too late. Because it's in the style of the real world or Jersey Shore, something like that, that you throw a bunch of hot young people into a house, they drink too much, they all have the stereotypes, there's the super cocky guy that thinks he could get any girl, there's the bitch, there's, you know, one person who's like a total drunk and a mess the whole time, there's one girl who's like from a small town and is shy but then ends up banging some guy on the roof in front of everybody, you know what I mean? Like, it's those archetypes. And... Lindsay says in her interviews that, you know, she would get upset when they would start drama in the house because this club means a lot to her. This is not just a job. This is not just money. This is her heart and soul. And she would get so upset when they would start drama because it would affect their work. But she's not acknowledging that it's a reality show and they were supposed to start drama. They are supposed to create conflict for the camera. The producers do it and the people on the show are supposed to do it. And let's be honest, they're actors. I mean, I'm not saying they have like headshots and a reel and an agent, but they're hired to act a certain way on this show because it can't be boring if they all just did their jobs really well and took the opportunity seriously and went to bed early and lived for their work at the beach house then it would be kind of a boring show and actually I would like to see that show because I would actually really love to see Lindsay the businesswoman at work but that's not what we get we get a show that is about these cast members now I watched this a couple days ago I couldn't tell you any of their names I could remember very few details about them. This is not the magic lightning in a bottle that was achieved with Jersey Shore. Which, by the way, how insane is it that Jersey Shore is still doing new seasons? The fact that they got so lucky with that cast is a perfect example of why Lohan Beach House doesn't work. It's because the people they chose are not really charismatic enough to carry this show. And... I'm just not interested. And I think one of the reasons why I'm not interested is because Lindsay Lohan's there. And I think most people my age or around my age are fascinated by Lindsay Lohan, whether they like her or not. So I think this show is a failure ultimately because people turned on the show and they're like, oh my gosh, we're finally going to see what's going on with Lindsay Lohan. Maybe they had heard here and there that Lindsay was running a club or something, but people that don't follow pop culture the way you and I do probably didn't really know. And so they see this ad, oh, Lindsay Lohan's back. Oh, she looks pretty good. Oh, wait, she's a business woman oh my god that's cool and they tune in and they want to see Lindsay and they want to hear more from Lindsay and instead we get this group of just pretty average <laughs> people from around the United States who left their jobs working at bars and clubs to come work for Lohan Beach House 
And there's also this guy who is Lindsay's business partner. I can't remember his name right now. He's like the tough guy, right? Like he's the one that's going to tell them like it is. And he's the one who's going to be really hard on them. And he does, you know, they'll have a day of work and then he'll have a meeting with them and he'll just be like, Karen, you were the weakest link or whatever. There's no one named Karen. I mean, maybe there is. I literally don't remember their names, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So the show is a disappointment because it's called Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. But there's very little Lindsay Lohan. And the Lindsay that we do get is totally participating in the reality show fakeness of it. And again, she lies during her press tour for this because she said that this show was more real than the show that she did with Oprah. She even said that on her Oprah reality show, some of the people around her were like fed lines to say and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking, Lindsay, you expect us to believe that they were not fed lines on this extremely fake MTV show. I'm going to give you an example. So in the first episode, which right away, as soon as I saw the scene, I just knew I wasn't going to get through much of the series. I think I watched another episode after this. Like I watched the first two episodes, like paying attention. And then I watched like three, four, maybe I watched episode three and four when I was working. So I wasn't really paying attention. It was just so hard to follow, not because it was complicated, but just because it's just so uninteresting to me I really don't care about like the club or beach house industry at all I'm not interested in like seeing VIP hosts work really hard to win over crazy wild clients I just don't that's just not interesting to me they definitely were going for a Vanderpump rules type of thing and I've actually never watched that show so I'm sure it's good because I've heard so much about it but the, to me that's just like I don't care you know I just don't care that's not there's so many things to watch I'm not going to be interested in this random group of people. I'm interested in Lindsay. So here's the scene. So they all move into the house and it's like the first day that they get there and there's a pool there and it's a very nice, you know, atmosphere to hang out in. And so they all strip down. Some are wearing swimsuits. Um, most of the guys have no shirts on. Some of the girls are kind of like half dressed, like they don't even fully change into their swimsuits. Some are like swimming in their bras and stuff and they're just having fun because it's the first day they got there they're not working yet they don't think they're under any pressure and then all of a sudden here comes Lindsay and her business partner walking in and then they play the dramatic music and everything like uh oh they've been caught by their boss and Lindsay is very tough with them she's acting very judgmental there's this one girl who they frame immediately as the villain, but she didn't really do or say anything too bad. I even rewound the episode because I was like, wait, did I miss something that she said? Because it's one of those fake reality show moments where someone says something that's not really that offensive, but then they instantly cut to a reaction shot of the other people being like, oh my God. And they play that like, dun 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 like dramatic reality show music to manipulate you the viewer and make you feel like this girl just said something horrible but then I rewound it and I'm like that wasn't that bad like yeah she's a little confident but like I don't think she's being overconfident or anything like that Lindsay's like so offended and everything and Lindsay's like all mad at her and there's no reason to be mad at her and Lindsay totally judges her and she's like well I just don't think that you're taking this job seriously you clearly want your own reality show and th nothing that this girl said uh reflected that she would want her own reality show it's so weird but why would a reality show star not want their own reality 
show. Like, this girl is one of the stars of your show, Lindsay, so of course she's interested in a career in reality TV. If she was just interested in a career as a VIP host, she would get, like, a real job that's not being filmed for drama on MTV. So, yeah, like, if, if she's interested in maybe moving on from here, like, what if this show had been a huge hit, like Jersey Shore or something? You know, they ended up with their own shows and other projects. Like, that's not an unrealistic thing to think. So, why are you treating her like this is a real job when we all know that we're watching this fake show on camera, you know? And then Lindsay says something like, well, if you are taking this seriously, then maybe you shouldn't meet your boss in a bra. And it's like the the men in the group were totally shirtless and they didn't get any shit from Lindsay. That one girl, and I, like I said, I don't even remember their names, but if you watch the first episode, you'll see the scene and know exactly what I'm talking about. That one girl that Lindsay was being really rude to, she wasn't the only girl that was in a swimsuit or a bra or like half naked. They all were swimming. They weren't expected to meet with their boss. I would be really upset if I was starting a new job the next day and I was flown out to this place and I was like swimming in the pool and I was soaking wet and then my boss comes up to me and I was supposed to meet them the next day, but I was caught off guard. Like, I would be really upset about that. I would be like, I'm so sorry that I'm in my swimsuit, but obviously you popped in on me, so this isn't really my fault, you know? And they just don't give her the benefit of the doubt at all. And I'm just like, well, why aren't you judging the men for all being shirtless, Lindsay? Like, this isn't a business meeting. You guys popped in. And they clearly showed that on the show. This happens all the time in reality TV. You know, producers spring things on the cast without telling them. And the cast knows that's part of it. You know, that's what brings in the viewers. But it just painted Lindsay in a negative light, which I didn't like. There are some scenes that really humanize her because she talks about how horrible it was when she was assaulted on the very beach that the Lohan Beach House now is located on. We talked about in the previous episode how Lindsay's former fiancé, Igor Tarabasov, was photographed and videoed abusing her on that beach. And Lindsay's very proud of the fact that she bought the beach. <laughs> and that's her way of kind of taking the situation back and taking the control back, as I said. She talks about that not only on the show, but she also talked about it in an Entertainment Weekly interview where she actually got pretty emotional about it. The show is a really different path for me um, because it, it takes, it, it has a sentimental value to me, the beach, of something that I took that was a really hard moment in my life and I was gonna stay stronger past it and just really take control of creating a business for myself and and really appreciate all the things I've gone through in the past and just kind of move forward in a very, in a way that I wanted to by myself on my own. Um, so it's, I really, I'm tough to the people that work with me because it's very hard to bring a bunch of kids into a place and, and you know, have a camera crew on a sacred place for me and and, and look at them and be like, you know what? You're here to work, it's fun, but this, I have memories on this beach and this is now, this is a job for you here. So I did it also because I wanted to incorporate memories that I've had in my life and, and, and put those in the past and just start something fresh and new. So it's a definitely a different side of me, yeah. Well, it's not too personal because those memories were all over the internet, unfortunately. And you know what, sometimes fortunately because I was able to speak out for a lot of women. Um, that were physically abused in relationships. And yeah, I had someone that was maybe not in the right headspace and attacked me and it was bad. I mean, it was rough. 
And, and the last thing that I was going to do was keep that memory of a place that I go to all the time and not make something better of it. So that's why I decided to take over the beach. She does get emotional in the show as well. And anytime the people act up, the VIP hosts, she will start crying in her interview saying, this means a lot to me. This means a lot to my family. This isn't a joke. This isn't for fun. This is my life. How can they not take it seriously? How can they stay up all night drinking and then show up late to work? This is my club. This is my life. This is my future and my family's future. Like she gets very dramatic about it. And I totally understand that because I'm a business owner and I've been really lucky. Like I have the best people that I work with. They're amazing. But you know, there have been a few times where, you know, somebody doesn't show up when they're supposed to show up or there's something goes wrong and you're just like, oh my God, like to you, I get that this is just a job, but like this is my life, you know, and I totally get that. But they're not taking into account that it's for a reality show. So the producers want them to be late. The producers want them to screw up. And I think that's what the Jersey Shore cast does so well because when you see them totally make a mess of everything, you know, and they know, and everybody knows that the more they misbehave, the more they will be rewarded for that behavior because that is what the show is and that is the entertainment of the show. The difference between these people and the Jersey Shore cast is that is that the Jersey Shore cast was perfectly cast and most of them have entertaining personalities to watch. I mean, if I see that Paulie D is on Ellen or whatever, I'll watch it. He's he's funny. Like, you know what I mean? He's memorable. You know, Snooki, JWoww, uh, the situation. Like, these are memorable, interesting reality show TV people. And unfortunately, they failed to cast people that I found interesting. In fact, I just couldn't stomach it. Like there's the one lead guy that's supposed to be like the macho, I can get all the girls. Maybe I found that shit entertaining when I was like 12. That's why I'm saying this is like 20 years too late. Like that would have been good on, you know, the back in the day real world seasons. Like I grew up on not so much the 90s ones because I was too young for that, but the back to New York season and the Las Vegas season, like... Yeah, maybe when I was very young, I, I could stomach that. But now as an adult, I'm just like, what? And then again, throughout the press tour, like Lindsay keeps saying, people are going to see the real me and people are going to see how far I've come. And we don't really see that. Like, yeah, we see her helping to run the beach house, but we don't really get that much insight on what it's like for her to do that. She doesn't open up in the way that I'm interested in she doesn't get into the nitty-gritty of what it's like to run the club it's really just about training these VIP hosts and making sure that they're on top of things but they're not because they're supposed to not be it's like on the simple life you know when they're supposed to do their jobs but the producers told them to act crazy show up late do whatever you want be spoiled be annoying be disinterested like that's part of the job obviously if Paris and Nicole had wanted to impress people with their skills working at Burger King this was not the show to do that the simple life was for comedy you're supposed to point and laugh at these people that's the whole point of reality tv or at least this brand of reality tv and I kind of wish that Lindsay had done a more serious type of like docuseries about her transition from Hollywood movie star to business owner because I do really wonder how much she does and I'm not trying to take anything away from her because it's a perfectly legitimate business decision to just sit <laughs> to just sit while you pay professionals to run your club that's perfectly fine if that's what she wants to do 
But it seems like she wants people to believe that she's like very involved and she's like the den mother of all her employees and all of that. So the whole thing just comes off as so fake. It's not interesting to me. It's annoying. I just don't get it. And I just hate how Lindsay is always on top of these people being like, what are your intentions working here? And all that kind of stuff. It's like their intention is to be on a reality show. Everybody knows this. Why are you pretending like it's anything else? It's just disappointing and uninteresting to me. So why the show was canceled is kind of muddy. Wikipedia says that as of June 2019, Lindsay decided to sell the property to cash in on the investment and the beach club in Mykonos was closed. MTV had reportedly been, quote, trying to make something work for a second season, but Lohan was not interested at the time. Cast member Mike Muldrig would later reveal in an interview that the series had a five-season deal and filming for the second season was set to start in, some, in summer 2019, but the plans were scrapped after Lohan's decision to sell the club so I think that that's really interesting that it was a five season deal because that means that Boone and Murray like they really thought this was the next Jersey Shore real world cast they were putting a lot into this show in the hopes that this would be their next big hit the beach club was relocated to Alamos for the 2019 summer season under the name Lohan Seaside, closer to the Lohan nightclub in Athens so they could alternate seasonally as a message on its official website confirmed. In a statement to Newsday, Lohan said, The show was moving into a new direction. Perhaps not enough drama in my life for a reality TV formula as that's not where I am in my life. As for the club, we are simply moving the focus to a brand new and exciting location in Athens and also a new location and partnership to be announced in Mykonos. So Lohan Seaside closed for COVID and then they moved the Lohan Beach House back in the original location in Mykonos on July 1st, 2020 with COVID-19 prevention measures and it's been open ever since. So I'm not sure what happened to the Rhodes Club. It closed at some point, but Lohan Athens and Lohan Beach House Mykonos are still going strong as of January 2023. So I don't think the reality show particularly hurt her or really helped her. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it really had much of an effect on what she was doing as a businesswoman and her comment which was kind of catty like toward MTV saying well I guess there's just not enough drama in my life I feel like maybe Lindsay genuinely did want the show to be a little more real but they kept pushing no we need to create drama we need to create stakes so there's going to be scripted scenes and stuff like that and maybe she was just like over it I mean I honestly don't know why she said yes to doing this show I don't think that it was the right thing to do for her career or her image or anything like that. I think maybe she said yes to it because she just wanted people to see that she was okay, that she wasn't some drug addict, because that was still very much the impression of her that, you know, she threw her life away, she lost her career, and she just disappeared off the face of the earth, and no one knew what she was doing, but people thought about her as like a washed up former child star. And I think she wanted to show people, hey, Hollywood and movie making isn't the only thing. And just because you have success in that doesn't mean that you have reached the end all be all pinnacle of life. There are other things out there and I decided to pursue the club industry and I'm actually doing pretty damn well. So hey, look at me wearing my designer dresses, ordering people around. Obviously, I have a very nice club. People seem to love it. So I'm doing great. So stop talking about my past. And I don't know that this show did very much for that at all. I think that the only way to get people to stop talking about the past was to come back with a new movie, which thankfully she did in 2022 with Falling for Christmas. 
And that is going to do it for my episode today. The next Lindsay episode will be the finale and I cannot believe it's going to be the last episode. I'm going to talk about what Lindsay has been up to the last few years leading up into Falling for Christmas. We did already review Falling for Christmas on the episode that I released on, I think I released it Christmas Eve. So you can go listen to that to hold you over to wait if you haven't heard it yet. But we will be getting into Lindsay recently and that'll be the last episode until the future because I plan to keep chronicling Lindsay. It'll just be in a different way since I won't be talking about the past anymore. So I guess we'll have to see what the future will bring but thank you guys so much for listening next week i will be back with a newlyweds episode and then the following week we will finish out Lindsay. so thank you so much again for listening check out the patreon for bonus episodes if you've made it this far you probably will love the bonus ones too (laughs) i love you guys have a great week bye everybody Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capriya Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.